Well, ladies and gentlemen, we must begin the show on a sour note that, uh, unfortunately, uh, we can no longer talk about Samoa Joe. We, uh, rest in peace to Samoa Joe. We, he will be missed. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Sometimes you can hear his entrance music on the wind. Or if you're driving by full sail. I, w- I honestly was excited, and then they were like, you're not a competitor, and you can't hit anybody unless provoked, which is mm-hmm. a good gimmick. Like, it's oh, the, yeah. stone cold, uh, the stone cold enforcer gimmick from a ways back. It's always a good one, but I'm like, I just want to see him fight. Although, like, you remember the Dane Cook B&E bit, where he's like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to do a B&E at all. I just wanted to kick open a door. That's kind of how it was when Joe choked out Adam Cole later. I'm like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to see Joe wrestle at all. I just wanted to see him just choke see someone per- out. I just want to see him hurt people like that. Now, honestly, this is good. You know, I heard that um, I heard that the uh, the game snapped him back up pretty quickly oh, because yeah. he was like, like please, please come back. Like, Holy, we didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. So welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I'm also going back to NXT, Scotty Moore. <laughs> I never left, Blake Tanner. What's NXT, the Dylan? <laughs> oh, you're right. Show started proper now. It no longer, no longer exists. exists. Wait, NXT, it's almost like a, a bit that we just did for an That's hour, Scotty. A, d- a decent memory. It's memory. far, far away. It's uh, uh, I remember old friends long forgotten. Uh, we can't talk about all of these things, but what we can talk about is Matt Cardona. Oh no, we oh. may have <laughs> we may have made a bad gamble here, boys. Are you fucking kidding? I love Matt Cardona and what he's doing right now, and how Nick fucking Gage hates his guts. It's so good. Like I think uh, he's like advertising himself as an ECW original now because mm-hmm. he was on the WWE ECW. Oh yeah, that is that was his big. Uh, he got a lot of heat for that too. It was good. Of heat. course he did. Of course the yeah, like shit did. Exactly. He listen. Matt Cardona knows how to fucking work an audience. Yeah, uh, he went on the uh, busted woo, open. Woo, you know it. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. The internet champion returns. Yep, he went and he got interviewed. Well, uh, to him it was an interview. To Bully Ray it was lunch. Uh, <laughs> went to talk to him. He goes, a lot of people have been texting me that, well, a lot of people think I'm crazy. And maybe I am. You are. But everybody's talking. So I got the response I wanted. And it was so much fun. I was so a white meat baby face for so long, and people, you know when fans don't like you and really don't want you there. It was like a drug for me. I loved it. You were experiencing it night after night. I got a small taste, but I've got goosebumps thinking about that night when he called out Gage. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. He goes, I don't know how it started on social media. I don't know if it was a fan that tweeted it, and I responded. Then it got very personal, and I was like, I do not want to do deathmatch stuff. But he kept calling me out and calling me out, and GCW even promoted me for one of their shows when clearly I had a booking someone else, and they had the whole crowd like, I can't say what they were chanting. I've been in a GCW crowd, Zach. Nothing worse than you telling a fan to fuck off for saying La Cava de Tequila is worse than the Edison, you piece of garbage. Uh, um, except for, um... Guess who never let that go? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's like you. Ah, we're still bringing this up. Ah, uh, my feud, my long-standing feud with Matt Cardona. Matt At Cardona, one point, I had Colt this... Cabana. Which one are we gonna bring back next? No, no, Col- Colt's cool with me now. I ain't got heat with Colt anymore. Uh, it's like at one point I had to stand up for myself because I can't take that. I gotta be a man and shut them up. <laughs> Famous <laughs> last words from Zack Ryder. Uh huh. Matt Cardona. Uh, Cardona. this is legitimate. Am I crazy for getting involved in this? Probably. Am I afraid? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't afraid, but I've been through way worse than a death match with Nick Gage or any insert wrestler. He says he was locked up. You know I was locked up in WWE for a decade. Matt! Matt. Now, I understand that that this, is akin is, to torture. I get that. Oh, he's working so hard yeah. right now. He's, he's working so... He's got his working boots on. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Although he did go on to say, I beat cancer twice. I can survive Nick Gage. I didn't know Zack Ryder beat cancer. That's cool. Yeah. It was, um, I think he was pretty young when he uh, got it the first time. Yeah, big props. But yeah, he just did a whole promo basically saying, this isn't my thing. This has never been my thing. Uh, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to kick ass. And you know what? Props to you, Matt Cardona. A, for figuring out how to be just a really good heel, and then also for actually going through with this and fighting Nick Gage. Because it is easy just to be like, I'm just not going to pay attention to what Gage says. And he's like, no, I'm going to show the fuck up. I'm going to be a man about this. Now, I do remember that you said um, that, you know, we've heard some pretty, like, that may have been the worst thing that uh, Matt has said in a GCW ring, but don't forget that we were there when Tracy Smothers was at GCW. No, Tracy Smothers was the one saying, uh, Matt was saying the crowd was chanting something bad oh. at him. Tracy was saying bad things and the crowd was chanting back, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> At least, at least Matt keeps it cool. I, I'd ra- I'd much rather somebody co- say, tell me to fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in addition to with other Impact people, Moose has a new deal, multi- multiple years, apparently not a good enough deal to cl- pin the cleaner in the middle of the ring, though. Um, I did love how they put Sammy on the pay-per-view to be like, he's in Nashville, there's no way he's here. And then Sammy shows up, so now it does look like Sammy Callahan has magical powers where he can teleport that far that quickly. <laughs> I um, I don't know how to feel about this, because, like, don't get me wrong. I agree on a level with Don Callis that cool heels are bad for the business. Like, Roman Reigns is, like so like quote-unquote cool on smackdown that nobody wants like there's nobody that anybody wants to beat him so why watch i wouldn't whereas, say he's whereas in where whereas in aew my own girlfriend actively tells me how much she hates kenny omega and don cal oh he's such a nerd he's such a fucking nerd and it's great i'll i'll yeah. say i don't think uh, but, i was gonna get into roman discussion but i can't do but, that but uh um, but on a certain level, I just want him just one time to just beat somebody, like, yeah. with limited, like, cause that was, like, full-on interference, and, like, I just want one, like, limited, like, you know, remember the Moxley one? That was, oh, yeah. that was okay, that was yeah. limited, mm-hmm. like, just, 
Just at the very Every end, time you know. Full on, like the death match where it was just like, Jesus, fucking Good Brothers just came out of the ring and everything. Like I watched the match, I'll be honest, it's probably my least favorite Kenny match of his championship reign so far, because it was pretty slow and plodding. Um, I, I think the highlight of the match for me was, in fact, as much as you didn't like it, the interference at the end where Matt just rushes, bum rushes a camera and screams, it's Max and Jeremy Buck. What are they doing in the impact zone? <laughs> but yeah, outside no, that of that, it, 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 it was a decent match, but I agree with Dylan. Like, I'd like to see a little bit less interference with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can only imagine what the Andrade match is going to be. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I kind of agree with keeping it on him now that they're like, Slammiversary, we're going to have people back and we're charging $250 for tickets. Yeah. Uh, best way to probably get past that is, hey, we've got Kenny Omega in the main event against Sammy Callahan, which will be fun. Which belt do you think Kenny's going to drop first? Triple A to Andrade. I see. I see that one being the first be just one. Like, yeah. So it's just going to come up, and it's like, I Andrade would probably be the best choice out of what we had so far. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, dude, jacked to the gills. He looks like he ate another Andrade. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. What do you think, Dylan? When's the AAA show? Uh, give me, isn't it? Give me a second. I can look it up for you. I need the dates. Of the shows. It's Triple Mania, isn't it? That it's going to be happening yeah. at? Yeah. Let me mm-hmm. see. August uh, 14th. Yep. August so that 14th, one's going to be in August. Slammiversary. Slammiversary is July against Sammy. Hmm. I don't see Sammy taking it, is the thing. I think Dylan was right. It's going to be Moose, but then it would have to be at the show after Slammiversary. Yeah. See, and those are. Yeah, and see, those are like. Two big shows. I don't know. Because he's definitely not dropping AEW yet. Yeah. No, no. Mm-hmm. He, he's dropping it to Paige at all. Exactly. It's It's got to be Paige. Will be, it will be a Young Bucks situation where he'll just lose them in three consecutive defenses. Yeah. I Those are the rough. Uh, so, speaking of AEW people, Renee had her baby. Which is fucking Yay. great. Um, they're being real private with it. There's no pictures of the baby. I believe that they named her Nora, which is such a good name. It's a lot cuter of a name than I thought Moxley would have came up with. <laughs> do you honestly think Moxley had anything to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> Renee's like, I, I, would, I like Nora. What do you think, babe? John's like, can we name it Gun? <laughs> what? I want to name can my I? kid Gun. Can I name my can I name it Gun Smasherson? No, no. it's our, it's our, it's a daughter. Oh, Ganina then. Could it be Ganina? <laughs> Listen, I, I'm so happy for both of them, and I am also just low key, fucking Moxley's episode of Oral Sessions. Oh, we're gonna get into that later, and I'm actually gonna listen to it at the gym tonight. That's what I'm most excited for, is Renee's maternity leave and getting to hear all the buckwild shit she has in the can. I don't think there has been anyone who has broken out as much not in wrestling after leaving WWE than Renee Paquette. Like, she full force went hard. Yeah, because she's just been 
You said not in wrestling? Yeah, Like yeah. somebody that's not a wrestler, you mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty much. I can't think of, like, maybe, uh... I can't no, I got really nothing. think... Yeah, I can't think of anybody who really busted out and found their own kind of niche, but mm-hmm. Renee really did it, like... Yeah, and she stay like she has a, she's doing a lot of different things like her um you know she is also keeping tangentially related to wrestling even though she's not like in a with a wrestling company but she's doing um just a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um in addition, ACH has announced their retirement from pro wrestling, which makes me sad. I really liked ACH and then WWE fucked them over hardcore. I I do I do like the Instagram post which was simply no need for dramatic or emotional wordplay. As of today, I will officially step away from pro wrestling. Thank you all for the support and love. That's it. That was all he said. Which, that just shows how beat down he had to have been after so much bullshit. Yeah, um, hmm. I hate that too because he was only like in, um... I don't think I remember a single thing that he did in the company. He was... Well, I I remember one specific thing that happened to him in that company. The uh, (laughs) infamous Jordan Miles shirt. shirt. Yeah, I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah. God, that sucks. He got fucked over really badly. And that sucks because he was such a talented guy. He was brought in with the crop of... It was him... Uh, Trevor Lee, now known as Cameron Grimes. Um, who was that? There were numerous ones, and I believe, if I remember correctly, at the NXT show me and Dylan went to, he fought Cole. Like, he, he was yeah. a big deal. He won, like, that massive tournament, fought Cole, did all this shit, and then they were like, hey, we're gonna make some racist shit and then drop you real quick, fam. Uh, yep, good night. Yeah, was not cool. But mm-hmm. now on to Pure AEW news. Uh, did either of you watch Dynamite? Because I didn't get a chance to. No, yes. I saw some clips. I heard some commentary. Um, very. I watched, I, I watched bell to bell. How was it? Um, I, I can talk about that later. Ah, yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, there was the bit where Arn Anderson's son came out with Arn Anderson, and uh, I was like, <laughs> what just... the fuck? Why is the <laughs> 80s Arn Anderson in the ring with current Arn Anderson? Anderson. It's like, why? You... Why? No. no, that's 70s Arn Anderson. Why? Why is this here? Oh, ah, uh, uh, this is creepy, and I left. I left the room. <laughs> it's like, there are two of them. You let, uh, they do the it fucking so doink spot. It was uncomfortably uncanny. Is every is is everyone in Art Anderson's family? Do they are they just they born just... looking forty? Is that just how it goes? Yeah. With a big round head, a massive beard, and the he's ability gonna, he's you can you can already tell he's starting to bulb the same way as his dad too. Like it's horrifying. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, he's just he's just not quite as like barrel chested. That's the only difference. Yeah. Oh, it's terrifying. Oh, but uh, there was that. <laughs> Uh, and Angelico wrestled uh, Christian Cage. Yep. Um, love Angelico so. Much. I really wish they could have. The t- both TH2 members have ha- could have gotten more, but no, no, no. no. Angelico's Angelico's getting him like a singles competitor. They're letting him show off his uh, Yaveo style. 
Like, he's he's getting there. He's getting there. I don't know what the fuck's yeah. going to happen to Jack, but, like, he's my least favorite member of the two, so. I just remember watching Jack Evans in, like, early ROH and being like, that man's moving in ways that you're not supposed to move as a human. Okay, that's my guy now. His his he he's made his bones are made of rubber and his muscles are made out of liquid. Like that's the only <laughs> yeah. way that's the only way he can move like that. But yeah. Um I'm trying to remember everything that happened on that. Oh, there was the main event with um Pac, Kingston and uh Penta versus the Young Bucks and Brandon. Brandon Cutler. Where yeah. the Young Bucks said beforehand, Don't fuck this up, Cutler. And uh, yeah. that's what happened. Part of that match was literally the Young Bucks just uh, accidentally kicking the shit out of Brandon Cutler. Like, he got yes. uh, double super kicked. He got uh, apron, like, pelted. <laughs> uh, Matt, Matt tried to pull Penta's mask off like he did Phoenix, and Penta had another mask under his mask. Oh, uh, yeah, they've done, they, I think they did that the week before as well. Like, just keep trying to unmask this man, and was there's that, just another mask. All I remember mask. is that that was part... No, you're right, that was the week before. I just remember that that, that spot. Um, yeah, for some reason, Alex... Um, oh, shit's his name. Alex... Marvez? No, no, no. The, oh, uh, Abraham Mentes, or yeah. whatever it is? Apparently, for some reason, he doesn't come out whenever Pac's there, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... They, uh... They killed Cutler... And then, uh, fucking, um, Punisher, Frankie Kazarian came out and also yep. murdered Cutler. And apparently that's just going to be his thing now. It's really, except it's really hard to take Kaz seriously. It's like, yeah, because he still has that same, you know, his logo, like the heavy metal rebel, like logo. <laughs> he still has the same one. And I can't no, take you... that seriously. Put that on it looks top like of a, a skull. C, yeah, like a C tier metal album from the eighties. Yeah, and I'm just like, ooh, this guy's the lead hunter. Ooh, like I, I can't take that. I can't take that seriously. Also, he's using the crossface chicken wing as a finisher now, which I can't <laughs> wait for that. Duck chance. Yeah, talking about Cutler just continuously getting kicked in the face does remind me of my favorite spot from Double or Nothing. Which is that one moment where Kenny and Pac just kept dodging each other's offense, and they just kept hitting Orange Cassidy. Cassidy, yeah. God, that Constantly. that ruled. Um, according to Wrestling Observer newsletter, by the way, Tommy End is expected to sign with AEW. So excited to see that. Um, mm -hmm. Hope mm -hmm. they can't. Uh, they won't put him with Dark Order because that's what everyone's saying is be with Dark Order. But no, no, no. They already said they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not, not going to do they're that. Going to have him show up. He's he's. It's going to be like uh, with Pac, where he's just going to show up and be be a badass. Be his. Uh, be the character he always mm -hmm. wanted to be. Yeah. Like well, John what Silver. I would love. John Silver ended up saying. Uh, these guys you're mentioning are great. The AEW or uh, Dark Order does not need a new or a new leader. And then uh, Cody, Co someone tweeted Cody like Tommy End or I can't remember who the other one they said as the new leader of Dark Order. And then Cody said they have a leader. It's negative one. I'm like that. Fuck. I love that. Actually, it's a cult ran by a child. Yes. Uh, Nick. Negative one had a like somebody asked him a question. He was just like, "I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. I've been yeah. wrestling since I was one. I've been watching wrestling since I was one." Like, yeah, he yeah. said, "There's zero percent chance I'm gonna be anything else but a professional wrestler." 
and everybody's like, I mean, you know, nine years. I was like, he's currently surrounded, surrounded by it. Like, there's no. There's he has a pinfall no victory way. over uh, Liv Morgan. And Brandon Cutler, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, also, speaking of Cody. Uh, this is one of those things that I'm like, I hope this turns out good. Cody's starting a podcast. Okay. What's it going to be about? It is called the Everything But Wrestling Podcast. Uh, speaking with friends, family, colleagues about everything. The first season epi- of episodes feature Star Wars fandom, uh, Trek fandom, Potter houses, The Office, and a fun, a few more fun subjects. I don't think I will hate this. I think I'll actually genuinely enjoy this because Cody, as a person, doesn't suck. Cody as a character can go to fucking hell. Also, Cody, anytime he touches a wrestling book, that's when I get scared. It's like, no, Cody, you can't have this much power. Hey, Cody, you got you want to come over here? We're talking about like Star Wars and shit. No, no, no I just need to go do some booking. No, Cody, no, no. we need you to come in here. Hey, Cody, we're, let's look. This at is me. for your Cody, podcast. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, this is for your podcast. Remember, Cody? Yeah, Cody. This is the only way Cody's going to get over again is by being like, I'm just a nerd like you guys, right? Let me fight the evil foreigners for you. No, Cody. No, Cody, not that. Not that bit. No. I bought a bus. It's the Code Express. Cody, no, bud. Uh, You mean... (laughs) This didn't work for the first guy they tried this on. (laughs) What did... uh, What did Goku keep calling him? The Piss Boy or... uh, Piss Boy and... uh, What was it? It was... Bus wanker, bus wanker yeah. that was it. <laughs> but you know who's not a bus wanker? Our patrons at patreon.com slash load of BS. You can donate, get access to exclusive content. You hear this every week. I'm done. Who are we tweeting, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> you hear this every week. Man, that's that's really that's really that's really really rude to those people. Uh you should uh you should tweet at John Silver and ask him if he's uh if he's eating his vegetables so he'll heal quicker. Okay. You eating your veggies so you'll heal faster? Please. Please. We need you. We really Please, do. Cuz like now they'll have like they have like random tag teams. There's like, you know, there's Stu and Evil Uno finally, but like it'll be like Colt and Five or Reynolds and Five or Colt and Reynolds. And I'm just like, I need Silver back because this is weird because they made 10 yeah. a singles guy, even though five and 10 were one of my favorite, like were my, were like a great sub tag team. Yeah, because yeah, Nickel that and seems... Dime was so good together. Such a good name. Yeah. Uh, One of uh, the people on the weird discord messaged me and was just like i didn't like aew and then i saw 10 and how i love aew i'm like really 10 of all people 10 have you seen him without the mask (laughs) have you heard him talk it doesn't match it does not match he's going to need Uh, a manager when they push him he's gonna need a manager it's like butcher what all yeah. right, well, let's get into our heels and baby faces of the week. Who wants to start with the bad mangs? Um, my bad mangs is actually a good mangs. 
uh, a okay. good bad mains because uh, once again Don Callis is just he is in the running for heel of the year. Yes, already. Point. I mean, I keep saying already like we're not halfway through the year. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was a um, it was just a uh, Callis whenever he would come on, came on commentary uh on uh Dynamite last week. There was this wonderful wonderful moment where um. Like, uh, JR just said, Oh, hi, Don. And you could just hear how done with it he was. <laughs> so good. Um, Those That commentary team hates Don Callis so fucking yeah. much. I just love how, and, uh, I just love how whatever Cutler would, uh, would fuck up, he's just like, he's gonna go have to clean the dojo after this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, um, and I'm just like, why are they geeking this guy? They spent all of last year building how good a wrestler, like, Cutler was. Yeah. I was like, are you trying to gaslight me about my own wrestling experiences during quarantine? I don't understand what you're doing, but like, um, to, uh, <laughs> to just point out, like, um, somebody tweeted, uh, that interaction between, uh, Cal's and JR, and Cal's yeah. responded, It seems an appropriate time to recognize publicly that two of the most important things I learned on commentary were taught to me by at JR's barbecue. It made me the golden announcer. Even as I surpassed JR a long time ago, I believe it is never too late to say thanks to your elders. Oh, his Twitter game. His Twitter game On is palpable. It is very powerful. Oh, man. Just talking about Cutler, I've been trying to figure out, because I've been binging OSW, what my boy stable is. I think Brandon Cutler's pretty high up in my boy stable. I think he's pretty high up there. My boy right. stable. Uh, well, now on to my heel of the week, one of which shouldn't shock the world the other one a little bit more shocking uh jim Cornette and bret hart are set to release the first ever non-wwe pro wrestling nfts they are going to be 75 dollars there are one in 100 editions that are 195 dollars one out of three signature series pieces that have starting bids of a thousand dollars and a one-for-one Cornette face NFT with a starting bid of $2,000. NFT? It's a non-fungible token. Essentially, fuck. Blake, can you, can you describe it? It's like, I mean, it's crypto, basically. It's cryptocurrency. It's crypto, and it's, it's, a, it's a picture you own. It is, hey, this is my, this is my picture. No one else can have it. It's more than a picture. It's like an encrypted data chain blockchain. I don't know if it's right, an actual right. blockchain, so but I'm guessing why, it's like that's. Why would anyone believe that's worth $2,000? Like right at the start. I yeah. I can't wait for this to just like fucking tank so I could buy a ton of it. Oh, and yeah, just yeah. Hope no, no, it no. makes like, money. The, the NFT market is already tanking after like six months. But a lot of shit has come out about the fact that it is extremely like it, it, this is what you get with most crypto, but especially with NFTs, that it is horrible for the fucking environment because the people mining them that aren't present company. Um, Blake does not mine NFTs, and I don't even know if mining. I don't how know many, if mining how is many the correct. Are you up to? Uh, it's Ethereum. Thank you very much. Um. 
and I currently have about half of an Ethereum in my account right now, which hey, is... Hey, so do I. Yeah, which is about uh, money. I'm not going to look it up yet. Yeah. Because it's uh, not doing well. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But, uh, yeah, it's it's really bad for the environment. It is destroying a lot. It's sucking up so much energy. And the fact that Jim Cornette and Bret Hart in the most carny move ever... Like there, we it's it's happening everywhere. The podcast field recently had um, Podfest, I believe, that's based in Orlando. Ironically, be like, we'll teach you how to turn your podcast into an NFT. No one liked that. That was rough. Um. So yeah, fuck you guys. No one wants to buy your two thousand dollar GIF of Cornette making that face. And don't destroy the environment for this shit, Jim. Just spit no. into a cup and sell it to your fans. They'll buy it. They will buy that. Where is the Cornet bathwater? Sell some piss, Jim. Jim, sell Jim's your piss. piss. I bet you could get somebody to pay you to throw piss in their face, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck Jim's piss. Do you, do you want a Cornet golden shower? Take it for me, baby! I'm, uh... I'm just gonna leave, okay? <laughs> just... Actually, wh before you do that, how about we get into your heel of the week? Okay, and then I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Uh, how do I say this now? Friday Night Dynamite is killing all of AEW's momentum in a... It's rough. It's real fashion. rough. Like, TNT fucked AEW over so hard. It's like, man, you guys are coming over your off of your best pay-per-view. We're going to move your time slot for the NBA and fuck you. Fuck you. Like, like you're going to have half of your normal viewership. Less than This half. is why I'm happy they're moving to TBS because it's not like there's the Family Guy Marathon playoffs that they'll have to move for. Yeah. Actually, you know, in retro, in retrospect, I, I, I retract what I previously said about it being a bad move. It is actually a good move. Um, maybe. I don't, we'll see. We gotta move you. There's a Rizzolian Isles marathon. Sorry, boys. Well, I'm sorry. Hey, y'all, American Dad, new episode tonight. Sorry. This isn't Is Fox. there still on TV? That's it. <laughs> uh but yeah it's been it also doesn't help that they've had like three of their not best episodes like i think last week's was decent i enjoyed last, last week's, week's but, but like the two two one the one before that the one before that no that was like a continuation of the code if you do gives a fuck and then the one this week I'm just like, oh yeah, Miro faced ten or uh, evil Uno no, last Uno. week, and that yeah. was heartbreaking. But mm -hmm. um, I I hated seeing evil Uno die for our sins like that. Yeah, especially after having an entire vignette dedicated to doing this for Brody Lee. It was he. he yeah, he was... tried to get sentimental with it, and he shouldn't have. Yeah. Um. But, like, they're promoting this week. There's, like, the handicap match of Darby Allen, And, like, there's all this stuff. And I just look at it. I'm just like, man, I have the opportunity to watch this. Because, like, Allie has TNT. And, like, I've watched the last two. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking stay up that late watching this. <laughs> <laughs> if it was yep. 8 o'clock on a Friday, like, yeah, sure. Fuck else am I doing? I'm 30. But at 10 o'clock, man, I gotta start getting ready for bed. I work on the weekends. <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's like... 
that I, uh, that's definitely understandable. So yeah, no, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that the NBA don't get me wrong, I understand the NBA playoffs pull way more money. Like early Hulk Hogan money for these networks, but this is like, you know, a ye- like where last year's NBA playoffs were literally cancelled. Like NBA was just cancelled. Full stop. Yeah. Whereas yeah. this year, it's just like, hey, there's even people there, and if you're in, and if you're in Phoenix, those people are fighting. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's I like I'm just I'm just upset about it. I almost got tickets to Saturday Night Dynamite, but then I was like, do I yeah. want to see? Or like Allie talked about it, and part of me was like, yeah, and then part of me was like, I really don't want to be there or drive back with you. After Kenny Omega beats Jungle Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be there when Don Callis does something, and I have to hear you be mad at Don Callis again. <laughs> for a whole for a three-hour hour drive, drive back. back. Yeah. yeah. I listen, I we we all experience that three-hour drive. I mean, you guys have multiple times at this point. I did it once, and I'm like, God, do I want to do that again? Yeah. Probably. Maybe, uh, kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, on to baby faces. Uh, I'll start with mine because mine's just a fun story uh, of a man who I miss very dearly. Actually, two men I miss very dearly. Uh, CM Punk was recently a guest on the Wrestling Perspective podcast, I'm sure which this is, is hosted. Great. <laughs> huh? I said, ah, oh, CM Punk. This is already promising. <laughs> Uh, which is hosted by Dennis Farrell, Petey Williams, and Lars Fredrickson from Rancid, who is a close friend with Punk. They've had Castle on, Darby Allen, Chelsea Green, and most recently had Punk, where he was telling like a bunch of different stories about knowing Lars, their time in the Punk scene, stuff like that. And then he reveals that one of Lars Fredrickson's closest friends was none other than Robin fucking Williams. Oh. And uh, Punk says, One time I was sleeping upstairs in Lars's house. I like to sleep, ladies and gentlemen. To this day, if I don't have to get up and do anything, if I don't have to set an alarm, I will just sleep until I wake up, which is a big mood. I was doing that at Lars's, and I woke up because someone had jumped on top of me as I was sleeping. As I wake up and I turn around, I'm like, It's fucking Robin Williams. (laughs) What do you do? This is the first time I've ever met him. I think as the story goes, he was downstairs and said, CM Punk, the wrestler, he's sleeping upstairs right now. And Lars was like, yeah. And Robin, being who he was, was like, fuck yeah, let's Jimmy Superfly snooker this motherfucker. (laughs) He He runs up, splashes me in the bed. I wake up and I immediately think it's Lars, so I start charging him. Halfway through running down the stairs, I'm pretty sure it's Robin Williams, but I don't give a fuck. Fuck this motherfucker now. I half-ass tackle him. <laughs> Robin <laughs> Williams, he's like trying to run out to the street, so I pick him up, and I'm airplane spinning Robin. I put him down, and he's like, I gotta go, and he just fucks off and runs <laughs> away. <laughs> oh, God, that Robin is such Williams. a beautiful story of Robin being like, there's a wrestler upstairs. I'm going to fuck him up, baby. Uh, see him punk. I'm going to see him uh, punk. Oh, I just. Oh, punk. I, stop spinning. I think my favorite part is when he gets put down and just goes, I got to go. And then he runs. <laughs> I fucking. Robin Williams is a dearly missed national, international world treasure of a human being. 
Yeah, I it love Robin. Great. Well, on to uh, who wants okay, to go I'll, next? I'll go next because mine is um, mine is pretty uh, quick, fast, and over in a hurry. Um, the uh, so, title uh, of your sex tape is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, uh, it's, I gotta go. Um, <laughs> in that voice. <laughs> just, 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 look at this bitch. <laughs> and by that, I mean murder him. <laughs> you almost made Scotty spit coke on his very expensive microphone. <laughs> All right, Blake, what's your baby face? <laughs> okay, uh, my baby face is none other than Kenny Omega. Um, and this is the uh, the wrestling mind Kenny Omega, not what he's uh, doing in the business now, which is full heel. Uh, but uh, Kenny had a, uh, a fightful... You're still I'm cracking sorry. up over it, huh? It, it was... I, I, I can't believe I do this. I can't <laughs> believe I'm this horrible of a person that I laugh at my own jokes like that. Um, but no, Kenny, uh, Kenny did a Fightful interview, and, um, his basic, like, thesis for this interview, he was being asked a lot of questions about, the uh, NXT moving to a different night, um, AEW kind of up in the weeds, the Win- Wednesday Night Wars is a retrospective, and I love that his entire outlook for this interview was just like, it's a f- Call it a fucking war. I'm just doing the wrestling thing. Like I go I'm just out. Just Kenny like, Omega. Fuck you guys. Look, I. He said, uh, and I quote: "I never felt one way or another towards the war. If you want to call it that, I wouldn't call it that. I knew we would tell different stories, show different matches in our company. I only have control of what I handle, which would be my stuff and a variety of other things that may or may not be on the show. <laughs> I'm sure the Bucks feel the same way. He did not mention Cody." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, um, he went on to say... Because Cody is Triple H. <laughs> Cody bought a tank. Cody just bought one. Yeah, Cody Cody also tank. smashed a Triple H throne during his first entrance. I wonder if he feels like this is personal. That was so cool. That no. one time. And then just like, as years have passed by, it became a whole lot more. That's not that cool, is it? No, it's not that cool. It wasn't that cool at the moment either. I remember being like, really? <laughs> uh, but uh, Kenny also Mark. went on to say that it's like he he did his best like they were trying to attract viewers not steal viewers they didn't want to do anything or like uh, they didn't want to actively fight and he was also yeah. asked a question um, regarding like uh, let's see uh, how much wrestling there is like he said that uh, when it comes to the Wednesday Night Wars I thought I was a mega fan, and even at the height of my fandom, I couldn't watch the amount of wrestling that is available today. The real war oh, yeah. is how do you get the eyeballs for your day of the week? We're not battling for Wednesday, we're battling for the week. And I think that's just in more, like, just TV terms in general. Wrestling shouldn't be fighting against each other. Wrestling should be fighting for its spot in the ratings as a whole. Yeah, I, think that I like that's that a, a lot. Yeah, I think that's a nice outlook, and I think that that just, like, cements uh, the kind of wrestling mind that Kenny Omega is um, when it comes to just, like, the business. Um, and I really appreciate that outlook, so I wanted to, the like... The business, brother. The business, brother, brother. 
All right. Big D, take us home. Who is your baby face? So um, as we uh, as we move towards uh, AEW finally going out and like doing shows, I think in two weeks is when Wrestling Rager, Road th- Rager is I think in so. Miami, Florida. Ju- yep, July seventh. As we uh, as we barrel towards that, I would like to take this time to appreciate the quarantine era of AEW Dark and AEW Dark Elevation. Right. Uh, the amount of like you know wrestlers it introduced wrestlers it like e- literally elevated like Kylan King who has now got a full blown gimmick and with like Red Velvet and uh, Big Swole Layla Hirsch product of that the acclaimed came about because of uh, of the quarantine era shows yeah uh, you know you, Lee Johnson got his whole big thing from there like you. Know, we game multiple uh multiple wrestlers for AEW. It was a great like farm league kinda kinda thing. And I don't know how it's going to move. Apparently Elevation's going to be on the road as well, which makes me sad. I was really hoping they'd be like We're just gonna leave we're just gonna leave this set up in Daly's place. Yeah. But uh I realize they probably want to do actual shows there. They may um, do that for normal dark, perhaps. Nope. Really? Everything's going to be on the road, yeah. I don't know how the fuck they're going to do this. I'm real curious. Like, I'm going to be tuning in on July, like, whatever, like, 10th? Yeah, yeah. 12th? Just being like, all right, how the the fuck do you pull this off, guys? But The other... What you going to do? The other big thing I realized, like, just now thinking about it, is the fact that Dark and, uh, to a lesser extent, Elevation also just helped the independent wrestling scene because during quarantine... Ain't no indie shows running. They didn't have any yeah. ways to make money. So, like, bring in indie talent for Dark. Like, I think they had Jake Manning from uh, High Spots recently, and that dude kicks ass. And I'm happy he was able to, like, get a gig there for, even if it was for a night, like, just a nice little payday. It, it helped out severely in it, a lot of cases. It also built bridges, and it, um, I mean, it led to, like you said, Dylan, like, uh, us seeing people... Oh, that we, Anna J. Anna J. We got Anna J. Anna J., yes. Mm-hmm. It led to us getting people and characters that we might not have gotten in, like, a normal year. Like, that. that's one of my favorite things about wrestling um, when it comes to the flexibility of the booking, is because... Mm-hmm. In the face of uh, adversity or like a, the the horrid uh, shit that was 2020, they're like, all right, we're going to have to refocus and we're going to have to do something different. They literally like, what was it? Just less than six, like two or three months, maybe where they before they had to stop doing uh, shows with audiences. It's fucking God, okay, I'm gonna have to break our rule real quick of not talking about that company, because, uh... You already did it, like, three times at the beginning of this show. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You guys are terrible about this. I'm the only one keeping kayfabe. (laughs) No, uh, Alexa Bliss recently said she was gonna start doing cameos, and this is the best cameo. It's not, it's a clip from a cameo, and it's her... In full evil Alexa gear on a swing set, looking like a little freak. And then she just goes, what's a gimmick? I fucking want her, Alexa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, Dylan. <laughs> but yeah, as we're uh, like losing that, I really feel like it's, you know, 
kind of a see it's the end of an era i became oddly comfortable with mm-hmm. like i said like watching wrestling was fa- with fans now is is weird for me i'm used to it being with like you know those wrestlers just kind of like along the ring maybe some people in the crowd like limited yeah now it's like no 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 there's all those assholes along the front row now, and I'm just like, oh, we lost all the cool spots we could do because of people being like, ah, and like just being douches, <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. Yep. It's um, it uh, it's funny because it took me a while to acclimate to the limited, like just having the talent out there being the fans, and now it's mm. just like we're back on the other side of the coin, and it's just like there are things that I miss about that, yeah, and that I will miss. Definitely. It is, uh, it is definitely going to be a, a transition, man. But, uh, yeah, no, as, like I said, watching uh, Kylan, Kylan King on, on Dark, yesterday's Dark, I was like, oh, wow, I remember when she just had generic middle music. <laughs> and, uh, and, like, came out to the ring and had, like, you know, no gimmick, and now she's got this, like, weird, like, Celtic warrior like, yeah. kind of aesthetic going on and like rocking people i was like i remember when you were a full-on jobber like it's the same with layla hirsch where i was like there was a there was like a few weeks where you were a jobber look at you you beat rio or uh you like wrestle with rio mizanami and it was fucking cool and now i'm just like yeah yeah i just i really hope that in all of this like as we move forward and like i know there'll be multiple documentaries like years from now about this but i really feel that what AEW managed to do uh, stands out as something special. You know, they did what they did best and they shifted the paradigm. And speaking you know, I'm of... I'm going to leave now. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm, I'm leaving. You you can do this, Reed. I'm gone. I'm... <laughs> well, uh, last week, Blake Tanner got to do a, a fun little monologue of his on John Moxley without even... Oh, Dylan actually <laughs> let's shoot left. Dylan has shoot left the podcast right now because I know Dylan didn't want to listen to me monologue for about a minute or so. Oh, well. Uh, I, I assume it's okay for me to take the Moxley monologue since you got the one last week? I did the one last week, so it's only it's only fair even though this one is the... Oh, it's so much Moxley better. Monologues. Like this it's one the, is Oh, it's so good. It's the greatest thing Moxley has ever said. And uh today he of course as we said earlier is uh helping out on Renee's podcast did a Moxley exclusive only episode and the big question on everyone's mind was where the moniker of the Titty Master came from. Where did the Titty Ah, the Titty Master. I remember it well. The Titted Master. And for right now, I would like to do a dramatic reading, a Fight Boy's dramatic reading of John Moxley's answer to how he became the Titty Master. Take it away. Here's the thing you have to understand, that one does not simply wake up in the morning and put on the Titty Master. One does not come home at night and take it off. This is a life you live when you are bequeathed the energy of the Titty Master. It all started, I woke up in a cold sweat, a cold sweat. I had a nightmare, and I was given a message through the ether, and I knew where I needed to go. Somehow I knew the universe put me on a path, and I set out on a journey to Mount Titicaca. I climbed to the top of this mountain, lightning crashing, wind, dust in my face, ash flying, and I see the titty elders at the top of the mountain, standing around a tree. 
they all raise their hands in the air, and then lightning strikes, and it hits this big oak tree. I think it was an oak. It may have been a ficus, but not one of the little ficuses in, like, an office. It was, like, a super ficus, but whatever kind of tree it was, it doesn't matter. And then out of this lightning strike, I see two glowing pieces of wood, and I'm called to them. I feel a pull, and the elders look at me. I look at them, and I look at that wood. I see it coming into view. It's this pair of nunchucks inscribed into the wood with the lightning. A T inscribed into the wood from the burning with the lightning and an M. And the elders, they put their hoods up and they walk away. And they leave me alone on top of the mountain with these nunchucks. And at that moment, I realize I am the Titty Master. Asking how talented he was with nunchucks, Moxley agreed that his skills are pretty sick, and if he was standing up, he'd be pretty dangerous, dangerous. with them. <laughs> that's, that's one of my favorite fucking things about John Moxley. It's just that he's like, yeah, I can do nunchucks. I like nunchucks. I think John Moxley's used nunchucks before. I, th- I, th- I has, think that boy yeah. knows. He knows oh, how to chuck. He actually, he absolutely has. Well, I love this because I'm almost positive that he just fucking came up with this story off the dome. Oh, absolutely. This was an this was an improv masterpiece. This is like his early promos in that company where yeah. he would just be like, "Yeah, I was walking down the street and a dog came up to me and I I started to pet the dog and then its owners came over and were like, "Why are you touching my dog?" And then I'm in a fist fight with three guys outside of a gas station. It's like, so, "I don't know yeah. what he's saying, but it's cool." Yeah. And it's like then long story short, I've got a dog now. Oh, that's the most bad. I may steal that for JWF. I got into a fight with three guys over a dog. Needless to say, I now have a dog. dog. All right. Blake Tanner, what'd you learn this week? I learned that if you have a dog near John Moxley, it is his dog. I learned that if you do a monologue on this show, Dylan will leave. What you, you learn? Or I'm sorry. Where can no. people find you on the internet? Well, really quick, you can't announce the monologue beforehand. You have to catch him in it like a trap. You like, gotta spook him. He's like a deer in the <laughs> woods. Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. You can find me at Darkroom Video on YouTube and Future Best Friends on YouTube. And you can find me right here on the BS Network, where all of the things are happening. And you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Check out all the other podcasts. Most importantly, The Weird, the actual play TTRPG show, is real spooky. It's set in the 90s. I play a CIA agent who's going all across the world hunting for cryptids and various monsters. We just started the second arc this week, and holy shit, you guys are not prepared for it. So get started right now. When you join the weird, go to jointheweird.com or follow us on Twitter at jointheweird. I also learned that there is no actual Mount Titicaca. It is only just the lake. So I'm assuming that once Moxley took the power, the mountain collapsed into Lake Titicaca. <laughs> uh, special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Go check out Mega Ran. Check out his stuff on YouTube, iTunes, wherever you can find your music. Check out his website. God damn it, I used I know this. Dad, no, hold on. Don't tell me Mega Ran, I'm sorry. Mega Ran. What are you trying to remember? Megaran.com is just his website. It's just very there you simply go. Megaran.com. I'm a horrible yeah. friend. 
Um, and check out the Four-Eyed Horseman Tour. Come into a city near you this fall. And as always, you can find us at aloadofpurebs.com. Step up to the merch table at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, and subscribe on YouTube. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show John Silver. Because when Johnny Hungy, Johnny a Fight Boy for life. <laughs>